guys, it's Betty with our Specialty Group. Today we're going to have a conversation with Dr. Andrew Carruthers, who's one of our refractive surgeons. And one of the procedures that he is very well known for doing is LASIK and PRK. So Dr. Carruthers, if you could help our audience understand what those two procedures are and how they could benefit from one or the other. Yeah, so they're both laser procedures that are designed to help people get out of glasses. So in a lot of ways, we kind of lump them into the same thing when we're thinking about refractive surgery or trying to get people out of glasses. Though there are little specific things about each one that make a difference for which one might be right for a a certain patient. LASIK, um, which stands for Laser Assisted Encytokeratomalusis, which no one else but you no can one, say. No one knows but me, but it's not, that's not important. That's what everyone has mostly heard of is, is LASIK, and that's mm-hmm. what they think about with refractive surgery. And I think the reason that's what most people have heard of is because it's a, it's a great option for a lot of people, and it has a really quick recovery time. Most people, when we do LASIK surgery, are seeing great the next day. It may not be perfect, right. but it's really, really good, and, and the recovery is really, really quick. Um, and so we use LASIK a lot because of that. LASIK is, well, but LASIK and PRK both, um, in essence, reshape the front surface of the of the eye, what mm-hmm. we call the cornea, um, so that it bends light differently, and that kind of builds your glasses or contact prescription into the eye mm-hmm. um, to help you not need the glasses or contacts. Um, with with both of those surgeries, we have to get under the very f- surface layer of cells that we call the epithelium because those cells replace themselves mm-hmm. every week or okay. two. And so if you if you just did laser onto the very surface, you'd actually see great the next day, but then it would kind of fade away over the next week or two as those cells replace themselves. So we have to get under those. And so one way of doing it is how we do it in LASIK, and that is we make a flap. We we with a, a laser, at least that's what I use. I, there's other ways to do it, but the only way I do it is with a, a laser. Mm-hmm. We make a flap and we lift that flap up so we get underneath those surface cells. Mm-hmm. And then on that tissue that's below that, then we do the laser treatment and it reshapes the, the cells, reshapes the surface. We put the flap back down. Um, and then that's why the recovery is so quick. The very mm-hmm. the next day, that flap is in place, and you're seeing well, and and you know, not a lot of discomfort, if any. Every you know, right. everything recovers and does really, really well. There are some people though who aren't great candidates for LASIK because since you're making that flap, you're going deeper into the tissue. Right. And some people whose corneas aren't as thick as mm-hmm. average or mm-hmm. as other people. Uh, they, we really don't want to go that deep. Mm-hmm. And so for those patients, a lot of times we'll use a different technique, and that's a lot of times nowadays PRK, um, or photorefractive keratectomy. So mm-hmm. again, the name doesn't matter. But PRK, again, we have to get under those surface cells, but in that case, we simply kind of remove those cells. And there's different ways to do that. Um, you can do it sort of manually by just kind of wiping them away. Right. Once they're removed, you're not as deep now because you're right under those cells. Right. You can do that same type of laser treatment that we do for LASIK to reshape the surface. 
those cells then they'll have to heal back in. So mm -hmm. again, the very next day after PRK, the vision's not going to be as good. Okay. Um, it usually takes seven to ten days for those cells to heal back in and for the vision to, to get where we want it. Now, long term, when we look out at a month or six months or a year, well, the visual acuity results for each of those are, are about the same. And so um, long term, they, they both are great options. Mm -hmm. It's really the, the big benefit of LASIK is that quick recovery, and that's why we do it so much. Um, now, there are some groups of people who historically have gotten PRK for, for other reasons. When we first started doing LASIK, PRK was actually around before LASIK. Right. And so when we first started doing LASIK, um, some groups weren't completely sure about how strong that flap would be. So, for example, a lot of people in the military, mm -hmm. if they were going to get refractive surgery, the military required them to get PRK instead of the LASIK mm -hmm. because they didn't want to have to worry about that, that flap. Um, and that's held on, you know, even to the present day. There are some groups of people who end up, for whatever reason, they're kind of required by their employer mm -hmm. or something to do PRK right. instead of LASIK. And, and there's nothing, again, there's nothing wrong with PRK. It's, it's great surgery. Um, I had refractive surgery on my own eyes, and I actually had PRK because I was a better candidate for that. Right. Um, and so it's not that there's anything wrong with it. It just I didn't see perfect day one. It took me, a, you know, yeah. about a week before I was doing great. So... What if a patient has an astigmatism? Can you correct that if they're going to have LASIK or PRK? Yeah, great question. So, um, again, kind of historically, sometimes there's these myths out there because when some of these things first became available, like LASIK, it, we couldn't treat astigmatism. We really were just treating people who were nearsighted. Um, but today, we actually can treat people who are nearsighted, we can treat people who are farsighted, and we can treat astigmatism. Now, in all those things, um, there are, if your prescription gets too big, sometimes you're outside the realm of what we can treat with, with a laser. And that just has to do with, you know, you, there's only so much tissue we have to reshape, and there's, so there's only much so much change you can make. Mm -hmm. And so if your prescription's too big, sometimes we have to talk about other options mm -hmm. if you're really wanting to try and get, get out of glasses or contacts. But, but most people... Um, one of those two is going to be an option for them. What are the age ranges for someone? To, how, how young can you be? Because I know there are some teenagers and college kids that want to get out of contact some classes, but I'm sure there's an age restriction. Yeah. So some of the different lasers have different um, FDA approvals based on ages. Though the, the biggest key um, on that low end is really that it's stable. Because the truth is, you know, there's 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds who they're still growing a little bit, and their eyes are the same way. They can be changing a little bit. So the, the biggest key is we want to see stability in that prescription, mm -hmm. um, that it's not been changing from year to year, that it's it's been stable. Mm -hmm. Once we see that, we can do the LASIK. And, and you know, that can be – I've done it as low as, as in 18-year-olds, so it can be, you know, mm -hmm. pretty young if it is very stable. Um, but in other people, they're not stable at 18. So mm -hmm. then even though theoretically you might mm -hmm. be able to, you're going to have to wait a little bit. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, if you will, there's not any age at which you 
couldn't do theoretically LASIK or, or PRK to try and help people get out of their glasses, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, we could always do it. Now, the truth is, as you get older, the, the likelihood of you having something else going on like cataracts yes. increases. Mm-hmm. So sometimes someone, say, in their 70s will come into clinic interested in LASIK. And as we do their eval, we realize, oh, you actually have cataracts. And so when that's the case, the LASIK isn't going to fix the cataract. And so then we have to kind of shift our focus to cataract surgery. Now, the good news is cataract surgery is also an opportunity to try and help people get out of glasses. But so the... On the, on the high end, I would say there's, again, there's not an age at which we, we couldn't theoretically do it, but we'd want to make sure that there wasn't something else going on that would make it not make sense to do it like a cataract. And what type of post-operative care, how many times a year do they need to get a checkup or once you have it done after a week, do they have to come back and get checked? Yeah, you definitely have to get checked because if if you don't, I don't know how you're doing. So typically we're going to see you day one after the surgery to make sure things are doing great. Assuming they are, there's going to be another visit in about a week, another visit in about a month, and it kind of starts spacing out from there. I usually see people then at about three months after surgery, about six months after surgery, and about a year after surgery. And if they're doing well at a year, then I kind of turn them back over to their routine kind of visit schedule. Okay, so are there any um, side effects from LASIK? Like if you had it done as early as 18, if your vision was stable, might that require you to have another procedure earlier or does that affect it? Well, good question. So the LASIK itself really shouldn't cause you to need another procedure sooner. Sooner than later? Yeah. The... um, we sometimes people I think think and this is we're all humans so we have something done and then we need something a few years later and we think whatever caused it you know a lot of people don't realize that when you hit usually your mid-40s you start to need reading glasses and that's kind of just the normal aging of the eye Mm -hmm. so unfortunately some people get LASIK in their 30s and then you know five ten years later they're needing uh, reading glasses and they think the LASIK led to that which it didn't really so the the LASIK and PRK really shouldn't increase your risk of of needing some other type of procedure or surgery routinely okay so if you could offer another piece of advice for somebody who's considering it what might you say to them Uh, for considering refractive surgery Mm -hmm. well I think so as a refractive surgeon as someone who has had it done done myself You know, I think there are definitely reasons to do it. I can tell you, I decided to do it because at the time I was running triathlons. And it was kind of, you really shouldn't be going through water, whether it's the pool or or a lake or whatever, Mm -hmm. with your contact lenses. And I didn't really want to wear glasses because I didn't want to have to be running in my glasses during Mm -hmm. that part. And so I just found that it, you know, for my lifestyle at the time, it was kind of a frustration to to struggle with glasses and Mm -hmm. contacts. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people are in the in the same boat. Um, So if you know, if 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 you feel like getting out of glasses or contacts is something you're interested in, I think it's it at least worth looking into whether or not you're a good candidate because there are some people who aren't good candidates for whatever reason. I agree. I agree. And at our specialty group, we offer a free consultation with Blair or Courtney. You can call their number at 901-443-3600 to schedule yours today.